What's up, you sultry chickens, and welcome to Respawn Aim Fire's side quest for September's barf game. Back, back, damn it, I almost made it through. Backlog accomplishments with Respawn and friends, <laughs> Mir Automata. I'm Chad Michael Linus. We've got Holden DePardo here. Say hey. Hello. And we are going to just kind of give you our impressions of what we played this month, which again was Near Automata. I'm going to give you some background. Then we're going to jump into some user reviews, and then we're going to jump into our impressions, and then we're going to wrap it up, and we'll call it a day. And guess what day we'll call it? Sunday. That's the day. The Lord's Day if you're a Christian. The day of um, anxiety if you're a working person in America and your typical five-day work week because you know you have to go to work tomorrow morning and you drank way or too for much me, last night. It's a sad day because Chick-fil-A is not open, and that's a problem. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Can we have a moment of silence for Chick-fil-A being closed on Sundays? You know, there are um, Popeye's stores popping up all over the country now that are starting to have those chicken sandwiches back. I went yesterday <gasps> and hopes really? that mine was one of them, and it wasn't. So I ordered a three-piece tender meal, and I got four tenders in it. Fucking oh, winning! Nice. I know! <laughs> oh, Would gosh. it be weird to call Popeye's and be like, hey, before I show up, do you guys have the chicken sandwich? Has you guys got sandwiches yet? If not, <laughs> could you tell a girl when you do? There's a uh, a wonderful girl. I won't say her last name, but it doesn't matter. Her first name is unique enough that you'll probably, if you know her, you know her. Tynia is her first name. Um, but we were in, <laughs> we were in Paris, and she she was gonna go do something. I don't know. We were splitting up for some reason, but she just shouts back at us, "Hey, if y'all see a Nutella crate, will you tell a girl?" <laughs> Because that was one thing she wanted to do before she left Paris was getting a tell of crepes. Oh man, <laughs> near automata or automata or um, automatic versus manual transmission, depending on where you're from and how you pronounce it. It was a game that was released two years ago in 2017 as a sequel. I didn't even realize this until maybe a week ago. It's yeah. a sequel to the game Near that I remember the box art for, which is just like an old ass looking Geralt almost kind of looking guy. I think. Uh, like from Witcher 3. It's just an old dude with long white hair that I don't think has anything to do with this game, or I don't understand how they're connected because I don't understand or know anything about the first game. Yeah, I knew there was a first game, because I remember when the first Near Automata got announced, I'm like, really? They're going to make a sequel off of that that like I don't remember anyone ever talking about? But um, uh, it just doesn't matter because there's no point where I'm like, I'm missing something here. There's, yep. there's a prequel to the story that I, didn't, that I missed out on. Never happened. Uh, this I game... was confused for different reasons. <laughs> this game came out, uh, has sold over 4 million copies worldwide as of May 2019. It is a PlayStation and PC exclusive, so it's not available on Xbox at all. Um, oh, I actually did not know that. Yeah. I had no idea. Interesting. It was nominated for Best Storytelling at the PlayStation Game of the Year and PlayStation Game of the Year at the 35th Annual Golden Joystick Awards. Uh, it was nominated at the Game Awards for Best Narrative and Best Role-Playing Game, and it won for Best Score and Music in 2017 as well. And overall reception, really, really great. Receiving 9 out of 10s, 8.5, 9 out of 10, a lot of, a lot of really high awards for this game. Um, let's jump into, we, had, we asked a couple of you to, not a couple, we asked everyone, and a couple of you did respond, to write in your thoughts on it, and then we're going to kind of pick from your thoughts and and... Uh, tell you about our experience with it. I'm going to start with Kyle St. James. Kyle St. James wrote in on Twitter and said, 
I'm not exactly a reviewer, so this will be mostly biased, but Nier Automata is a very fun game with amazing controls. One of my favorite parts was just how fluid it felt to play, and a ridiculous story that keeps on going. Even with multiple playthroughs. It is actually necessary to play through multiple times as well, since everything changes. The game looks at you and says, alright, you beat the first campaign? Okay, player. Player. Okay. Now you're going to play as someone else now. But, like, during their events. There's definitely a good amount of time, a uh, good amount to explore, along with obtaining all the endings. Example being, which I suppose is a spoiler, doesn't matter, we're doing spoilers anyway, this is our wrap-up chat. When I took out the life support block and accidentally killed my character, three times for science, of course, or when I obtained the fishing ending because I wanted to go back to get something. The game changes between third person and top down to side scroller, which, also, uh, which was also very neat for me, so I'd suggest playing it. 8.5 rating. Uh, St. James seal of approval. Thank you, Kyle, for writing in. I do think that it's worth mentioning our requirement for Barf this month was just to beat ending A, just get through the game once. Um, there is a requirement, and they say it at the end of the credits too, like, hey, player, thanks, play it again, that you're supposed to play it multiple playthroughs. Um, I don't believe either of us did that, correct? No, I no. did root A. Yeah, I got through A. I also got ending T, which is the one from Killing Yourself, I think. And then I somehow got ending G. Uh, I started playthrough B, and I guess I took a path that I wasn't supposed to go. And then it's just like the game ended and it said, all right. And then 9S ran off and decided he was going to go hunt by himself when no one ever saw him again. End of game. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, before we get into to Alex's, do you generally agree with Kyle, or are you indifferent, or do you disagree? The only thing that I would say I mildly disagree on, and this is mild, is I agree that the top-down side-scrolling um, and just general 3D um, uh, exploration visual uh, perspectives were cool. There were some moments where the transitions between those, like the middle of a boss battle, for example, kind of threw me off a little bit. Like in the amusement park boss, which was an awesome location, oh, yeah. by the way. They would start going to that top-down perspective, and for some reason, it was like too zoomed in, and I couldn't see those like three ring attacks that come at you, which would prompt you into the hacking minigame. Oh, yeah. And so I just like yeah. get hit by it randomly, and I'm like, I feel like if I could change my perspective here, that wouldn't happen. And I didn't necessarily understand why it was forcing me into those perspectives, um, as opposed, uh, I guess, just to vary up the gameplay a little bit. But there were some small points or in the game where it bothered me a little bit. But overall, it was kind of a cool choice when you're, for example, going to uh, Pascal's village and you're just seeing the amusement park kind of fade out into the background as you're moving away from it, and like, and you could just move really fast, and it, it kind of flowed nice. But there are some points where it kind of bugged me. That's my only thing I would say on that. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you on that point. I, I, I did think that it was really cool how fluidly that, it, as Kyle pointed out, how fluidly it did transition between those. Especially like as you're like running up a cylindrical structure and you might run up and then suddenly it switches to side scrolling mm -hmm. and then suddenly it's top down and then, or in the in the areas where you're flying in the mech suits and uh, it's changing between yeah. all the different perspectives too. I thought that was kind of like really cool how that all worked. Um. Yeah, let's move on to Alex's real quick. So Alex also wrote in, Alex Cozina, 
uh, Cozy Bear on Twitter. He sent us an email at respawnamefire at gmail.com and says, Hey, crew, Alexander Cozina here. Oh, Alexander. We're very formal. I'm going to read it in a British accent then. <laughs> no, I'm not. While I was not able to get... Re- <laughs> I thought about it. While I was not able to get to the end of playthrough D in Near Automata for this month's barf, I was able to get halfway through playthrough B, and man, I enjoyed myself a fair bit. To me, Near Automata feels like it was made in an alternative world where Japanese developers like Capcom and Square Enix didn't become obsessed with making American-style action games at the end of the PlayStation 2 era, and instead kept making the same eccentric, distinctly Japanese-style action games they were known for prior to that point, like PNO3, Chaos Legion, and Dirge of Cerberus, etc. I have no idea what PNO3 or Chaos Legion are. Except, I haven't heard of those either. Uh, except, I Dirge of Cerberus, though. Yeah, me too. Of course. Final Fantasy VII, Dirge of Cerberus. Come on, Vincent. Yeah. Exception, unlike those games, except unlike those games, Automata's story is actually fairly coherent and possesses most of the quality of life features one would expect from a game released today. Basically, in a nutshell, I really like Automata because it felt like a throwback to, older, to an older breed of video game that is rarely made anymore, but made with all the modern amenities and polish you would want it to have now. And incredible music. Shout out to the music. This is me talking now, not Alex. Shout out to the music. I especially, the amusement park, I think the amusement park is, everyone can agree, is the best part of the game. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. The amusement park was super dope. Uh, and it had really, really great music, too. It was, And then back to Alex. It was also refreshing to play a, quote, open world game in 2019 whose world is around the same size as Ocarina of Time or Twilight Princess. After wandering through a dozen giant open worlds in the past few years that felt needlessly stretched out, I appreciated how compact and to-the-point Automata's was. I've only got two small complaints. First, I found some of Automata's texture work to be kind of poor, but because I was reminded the whole time of those old Japanese-style PlayStation 2 games, which featured very similar texture work, I felt it was easy to com- it was easy to com- compartmentalize Whew. Uh, the poor textures in my head as being almost an artistic decision, as if Platinum Games slash Yoko Taro intentionally designed Automata to look not great in spots because they wanted it to call back to the older era of games. That's not an excuse. I want this to look like shit, so I'm not going to try as hard because games look like shit back then. (laughs) (laughs) You can only get away with that if you're going to make an 8-bit or 16-bit game. Other than that, yeah, and even now, those are like fucking gorgeous today, even compared to some of the old ones of yore. Mm Mm-hmm. Total side note. The one area where I could say, oh, I could, two areas I could say that are going for that kind of like old style, though, like texture work, is the copied city, which has just flat texture work everywhere. Oh, yeah. There's basically no textures at all. I totally and forgot the same about that. with, And then the bunker. Um, the bunker in certain areas had very simplistic texture work. But I wasn't sure that's because they were going more for like a futuristic spaceship. I think so it was, yeah. It was like space, so everything's like really clean and flat and... Yeah. Continuing on and finishing up, uh, where the goddamn did I leave off? Oh! Got it. Secondly, mild... Carp- what, I can't oh, even say the word now. Right? But he, he put in compartmentalism, which I think was the wrong tense of the word that he meant to say. Not tense, but uh, part of speech. Uh, and secondly, mild spoilers ahead. As Again. said before, though, the point got across. We know what he meant. Yes. We've had I was kind of surprised by... Across. <laughs> Listen, woman. I was kind of <laughs> surprised by how upbeat the game's first ending was. I haven't spoiled myself as to what happened in the game's other endings yet, but I knew going into the game that they existed, and thus figured that Automata's first playthrough would end on a more dour note, so that someone like me would have to be motivated to keep playing and achieve a better resolution. 
Even with that complaint, however, I'm still enjoying this game tremendously and plan on playing it to absolute completion in the coming weeks. More power to you, Alex, if you're going to play it to absolute completion. I wonder if that means you're going to platinum it and also get every single ending in the game, because I feel like that would be a chore. <laughs> um, yes. I want to use that as a, kind of a launching point to kind of let you guys know my take and my feelings on the game. Uh, yes, it did feel like a throwback. It did feel like, it, although it was Platinum Games and Square Enix, it didn't quite feel like they're either of those two games, companies' normal uh, kind of thing. Platinum Games, you think, all right, Bayonetta, you think Devil May Cry, something like, along those lines. Square Enix, you usually think more traditional JRPGs and that kind of stuff. So it kind of didn't feel like either of those companies' normal things. And I feel like the whole time I was playing it wrong somehow. I felt like Holden Depardo playing Borderlands 2, where the whole time I'm yelling at you, Holden, did you use your action skill? Holden, you have four skill points? Fucking use them! Put this, and rather than actually <laughs> playing the game as intended to be played, you're just shooting things. So I felt like that the whole time for a few reasons. Because I know there are a lot of systems in this game that I wasn't using, and then there were a lot of things that I couldn't do. Like, for instance... Uh, the whole like power up and upgrade structure where you have like so many slots and you can plug things in, but some of them are bigger than others and some of them are smaller than others. Some things like make your attack better or you could take away the ability to see enemies' health in favor of putting in something to give you more defense. That, that whole structure thing, I messed around with once, but then never felt compelled to go back and do anything more with it just because I felt like I was getting along without it. Um, I played on normal difficulty. All the way up until the last part of the last boss battle where I switched it down to easy. Well, I'll get into it in a second. <laughs> I did the same thing, but I did it a little bit before you. <laughs> I actually did it a whole boss before you, but I'll get to that. Um, so I, I didn't really use that system there. Um, there were so many times, like, weapons and upgrades and things like that that could have been really really cool but i felt like i never ever found or had enough material or money to actually get any of them so i'm like yep i'm missing out on something here (laughs) that i'm not doing uh there are a ton of side quests that i just either felt like i didn't give a shit about i wasn't compelled to do the side quest at all and the the main mission was enough to kind of satisfy me but i felt the whole time i just felt like i was doing it wrong somehow And that Mm -hmm. I was somehow skirting by, even though I wasn't supposed to be able to, based on being able to just hold the R1 button the whole time and just shoot shit from afar. Uh, So, yeah, I I appreciated it for what it was. I had an okay time with it, but I I felt like I missed it. Everyone else is giving all this praise. Alex really liked it. St. James Seal of Approval. All of the critical reception nominated for Best RPG. And I was just like, I missed something here. I didn't hate it. But I, I missed whatever everyone loved about it. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with just about everything you said there. Actually, everything you just said there. I do want to add some positive things I did like about the game. Then I'll jump into some of the stuff where I agree with you and kind of elaborate on my uh, my experience with it and kind of sharing some of that with you, too. Um, okay, so the art style. I love the art style. of the way the enemies look. The music's fantastic. So many of the environments are just fucking dope looking. I love the amusement park. I loved going to, even though it's not the most complicated area, the flooded city, I love the aesthetic of it. When you get out to see all the water and the building far in the background, there's just this very cool vibe to it. I wish Flooded City was bigger. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. It was the most elaborate. Five buildings to jump on, and that was it. 
But like afterwards, at the end, once you beat the big robot thing, and you look back, and he's part of that set kind of two building skyline now. I'm like, I don't know, just the aesthetic of that location was very, very cool. Even though there wasn't a lot to that area, the forest zone, I loved the forest zone. I remember seeing the castle from the distance, going, "Ooh, that's very Dark Souls." Like, I, I like that a lot. Like, in not terms of like it. Just how you see this castle in the distance and know you're going to be there pretty soon. Yeah. That kind of Dark Souls kind of feel like that. Um, so I loved all the artistic elements of this game. I thought the combat, like everyone else said, is very fluid. Uh, it, it's it's very fun to play. But then we get to what you said, which is that I felt like I was missing something. So you have those, the upgrades. I had, my, I had one sword, I got to level two. And then the other sword I had is still level one. And at the end of the game, I kind of think maybe you're supposed to do that stuff in future playthroughs, but there, there, there should be more upgrade opportunities in your first playthrough for the game. There should, and also in future playthroughs, you're not playing as the same characters. So it's not like you can continue to upgrade your weapon. Yeah, at least I don't think so. I, I didn't get through any of them, but... Yeah, so, I, I upgraded my first one, I think, two times. I ended up being able to upgrade it, to, and then, like you, the other one was just oh, nice, level okay. one the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's where side quests come in, and I just wasn't doing the side quests. And I feel like at the beginning of the game, they do that standard thing of... I had two thoughts at the beginning of the game. One is, oh, they're really letting you just figure out these systems on your own. There wasn't really a hand-holding tutorials, which I like, but they nudged you and told you things like how to shoot the gun and how to move, which I'm like, I didn't really need to know how to do that. I would have much rather you spent that time saying... Just here's a little tidbit about the system. Or, like, here's a resource you can go to to say, like, hey, um, here's how the system works. Like, it took me a while to realize that when you use those slots you're talking about to, like, improve your your health or to make yeah. it so that your, your attack is better for ranged weapons or melee weapons, when you die, that goes away. Oh, and it does? That it, it, yeah, it goes away. And that's why I keep getting the same, like, oh, I got max health again. Oh, I got you know, range attack plus two again. Like, I'd be like, why am I getting this over and over again? Because when you die, they go away. And if you go back and... So when you go back and you find your body, you can retrieve it again. (laughs) That's what that... There are so many times I'm like, fuck, I gotta find my body. And then I get to my body and it's like, all right, you picked everything back up. And it's like, but everything is exactly the same. What did I lose? (laughs) (laughs) So that's... that's, But the thing is, we didn't really use that system, so we weren't really losing anything. Yeah. And the difficulty of the game makes it so that you don't feel like you have to use any of that exactly there's no reason to until suddenly the last two fucking bosses are ridiculously hard in comparison (laughs) to the other ones so how many how many times did you use like your um, health recovery items like oh my god all the time constantly i felt like there should have been a button mapped to that because yeah Having, it, it was literally, in, especially in boss battles, it was literally every 15 seconds, pause the game, go to recovery items, use a couple small ones or use a medium one, go fight, every 15 seconds, come back. It was obnoxious. Oh, so you never used the down uh, on the D-pad to access that? I didn't even know that's the thing. Okay, so we had an experience <laughs> here. <laughs> we had a different experience here. So you can hit the down on the D-pad to get like a little quick action menu to access that stuff, but it's fucking infuriating to do in the middle of a boss battle when you're holding the r1 and like l2 button and then you gotta like hit the down on the d-pad go down to the one you want to use while dodging these huge balls that are coming after you and then it hits you and you you died it's like fuck like 
all right, let's do the boss battle again. I got his health down to like pretty much towards the end. They got to do that all over again. Um, the, the reason it infuriate me is that I liked the boss battles. I thought they were yeah. very entertaining and, and fun throughout. Um, but those moments kind of kept happening where I'd get close to the end and then die. But then when you get to the last few boss encounters, there is no way to buy more health recovery items. That's what sucks. Yes. You use your and health recovery items, you die, and then they don't come back. You they don't, don't come reset back. to an older save. You're just like, cool, you're dead. You come back to life, and now you have no health items to recover with. Yep, so I did the area where the resistance camp was getting attacked, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I'll, after I free up the camp, then I'll buy some recovery items because I'm dangerously low right now on those recovery items. There was no opportunity to. There's no point where the game said, like, this is a common thing you'll see in, like, a Zelda kind of style game. Like, you're about to go into the Final Castle thing. Like, you won't yeah. be able to turn back. Actually, I don't know why I said Zelda. I don't think Zelda does that. But you know what I'm talking about. Game will yep. kind of say, like, hey, once you go this way, you, you can't come back. So, like, get what you need now. The that would have been really no nice. return. Phantom of the Opera. That would have been really, really nice to know. Because when I got to the second time you fight the the sphere th- guy thing, yeah. the, the big robot... And he can electrocute the water and everything. That part with no recovery items is the reason I switched to easy mode. Yeah. Yep. That's where I used a bunch of my... The reason I switched to easy mode in the final, final boss was because of recovery items. And it's because I used a bunch of them on that little orb guy. hmm And easy mode, the difference, the difference between easy mode and normal mode is... is hysterical <laughs> i don't think i got hit once when i was in easy mode because it auto dodges for you it's basically the only thing you do is hold down the fire button and move your character you probably could just stand still though because your character would still dodge everything that comes after it <laughs> <laughs> like it's it was shockingly shockingly easy and thank god it was because um I needed a power through and finish the game because I kind of cut it close on this. But I really liked it. I think at the end it got a little too hard. And they didn't give you that. You have to rely on the recovery items. Or maybe, again, we're playing it wrong. Yeah, I I was pausing the game every time I needed to heal because I had to go into the menu. But I I didn't even know there was a down item thing. I I think that might be why. Because you beat it in eight and a half half hours. hours. Yeah. I I beat it in 12. I think it's because I replayed so many bosses because I would die every time i hit down arrow and then try to get to the recovery item i wanted to use i yeah. died so many times that way i could definitely see if the, if i were fighting a few of these bosses like if i were trying to heal in real time and navigating a menu mm-hmm. in real time i definitely would have died a lot more yeah i didn't even th- i'm an idiot didn't even think to just pause the game oh you played it the right way it, I, <laughs> no i, I think you it did it the right way, way. I know. I think you did it the right way. I think you did it the right way because how many times did you die because you were trying to recover your health? Probably never. Very, very rarely. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of like nitpicks that have big impact on the on the end game experience. I think overall it's a really good game. I just think that there's just these small things that could have been tweaked that we mentioned that would have vastly improved the experience. Um. I have one other thing you'd mentioned that I kind of want to dive deeper, just bring up that I had a lot of problems with, too, is the controls yeah. for this game. 
Yeah. Having to have both fingers on the right triggers at all times yep. was obnoxious. I felt like I was always doing some kind of claw because you need one to shoot. And if you're not shooting 24-7, you're playing the game wrong. Or if that's wrong, then the game was designed poorly because they. That I felt like I had to be shooting nonstop. Yeah. But then the trigger right behind it being dodge, also kind of fanning that trigger all the time whenever you're fighting things up. Like that was – whoever designed that was – should be – taken into a I, room and smacked <laughs> well thank god i agree with you completely thank god that you customized the controls because did they i went in there and i did. tried i looked very shortly for something and i was like i don't know it, it was i didn't see something readily available sorry i just hiccuped a little bit something readily no available that let me change it but apparently there was yeah so what i did is i switched r2 which is the dodge to um l1 so I really should just be on R1, L1 And that's the normally the super shot for your gun, right? Yep, which is now just the R-Trigger, which I use a lot less frequently than I do the dodge. Yeah. So just, that made way more sense than... Oh, that would have been so much better. It, it made a lot more sense. I honestly, to the point where I've... I don't know why they even had it in the original configuration. I just don't think the original configuration of those two triggers, as you pointed out, makes any sense. No, it having two fingers up there constantly is, a, is terrible. Yeah. Is, is the controller even designed to be held that way? No. Exactly. No. <laughs> so why would you make your game play that way? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't get it. Um, there were also the combat. A lot of the time, because I was shooting nonstop, I also felt like I couldn't really see what was going on a ton of the time. Because there were all the bullets flying. As you mentioned, there's always constantly red orbs being fired at you from something. And then you're also having to... So I felt like I was just getting close to things and just like dodge, 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 dodge while I'm swinging my swords everywhere too at the same time. And so, I don't know. I felt like either I was doing that wrong. I just... I hate the feeling that I felt like I was playing the game wrong the whole time and it didn't tell me how to play it right to begin with. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I do find... I'm... (sighs) I'm so conflicted. I'm so (laughs) conflicted. Because I've never seen a game get so much more praise, and I felt so left out, and I'm completely... I didn't hate the game at all. I was just completely indifferent on it, but I, I don't understand why everybody loves it. Apparently, the story is part of it. So I think what I'm going to do is just put it on easy mode and power through all the rest of the story, like at least through ending. I think E is what you're supposed to go through for the full story. I don't know. It. I'm so conflicted, because I definitely won't play it again on normal, and having to do with all the yeah. combat and stuff like that. But, but then easy mode, honestly, was kind of boring. It was. The gameplay But if I continue is, to play it, it's, I'm just going to be doing it for the story. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, this, I mean, at least in Route A for me, the story was fine. It was, it had this kind of cool premise. And I kind of thought the whole time, I'm like, this is still a cool premise. And it didn't really evolve. Like at the end when 9S is like moving between the different bodies and stuff. I'm kind of like, oh, I don't care. I'm actually glad he's gone because it makes the gameplay easier <laughs> when there's just one person on screen. God, when he says, hey, 2B, when do you think you'll be comfortable enough to call me nines like all my friends? I was like, oh my God, shut up. Why don't you just die already? Why don't you just die already? <laughs> I can't wait for the Breaking Bad movie. Sorry. Yeah, at the, at, yeah. When he dies, or when he's starting to look like he's going to die at the end, you're just like, okay, cool. <laughs> I guess the other playthroughs would be more entertaining. 
Uh, apparently, though, that's what the way you're supposed to feel at the end of this first playthrough is you're just like, okay, that was a kind of a cool story or whatever, but then you play the rest of them and it blows your fucking mind. So, I think I'll what do it. What an odd choice. Maybe I know, that's right? that's why have that, like, plea at the end of the credits to please, please play the multiple different runs of the game. Right. Please do that, because we put a lot of work into it, and we know Route A isn't as exciting as the other routes. Yep. And Route B, you, play as, you play as 9S. There were enough times that you guys were separate that I was like, oh, I bet something interesting and cool is happening wherever he's going. Yeah. Or especially like for the last chunk of the game where he's absent for a lot of it and then suddenly comes back as another robot and you're like, oh my God, what were you doing and why were you – and they did, did they take you – all that kind of – like I'm curious enough to, to play it to find that out. There's definitely a lot of questions like who is yeah. A2 really? What happened to the aliens? To the mach- what, what point did the machines take over? Like, all that stuff's really cool. I'll just hear it from you when you beat it and tell me about it. <laughs> I don't and I'll know be if like, I'll oh, be able was... to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I did download on YouTube. I downloaded so I can watch it whenever I want uh, a five-hour video of just all the cutscenes of the game. So I, if I decide, <laughs> I'm just going to go back and watch it all instead. Uh, last couple of things I want to say is I was I feel like the beginning of the first level of the game on the first boss fight which was also the demo of the game I played a couple years ago, unrealistically sets up the game for you and makes you think it's going to be a lot more varied in kind of style and enemies than you're actually going to run into. Because the enemies were so boring and lackluster to me. They were just these tiny little brown robots in like four different flavors. Some of them flew, some of them were larger than others, and it's just those the entire game. And then the bosses, <clears throat> there are really only like three bosses. One of them was the really interesting one from the theme park. And then you have the humanoid people, the human people. Uh, and then you have the giant thing with the chainsaw arms that you fight like four times. Mm-hmm. Uh, after playing the first level, I was like, oh my God, this game's going to be awesome. We're going to be switching to mechs. We're going to fight other huge giant monsters all the time. And it's like, no, you're just going to fight like three things. <laughs> and uh, it'll it'll be the same fight over and over for this giant thing that you really enjoyed fighting. I don't know. I guess thinking about it, thinking back on it, I wasn't I wasn't too blown away into the by this game. I I hadn't thought about what you just said though, which is that the first level says unrealistic expectations because I kept thinking the first level is the best level. I do remember going like yeah. when you're fighting that first boss like fuck like that first boss was incredible this is gonna be so much fun but i never was disappointed with the rest of the game necessarily i don't sure. complain yeah. at least for me i feel like i've complained a lot <laughs> we're talking about this but i was never really disappointed with it yeah i think that's a good point it does kind of un it's it's a poor setup but it, it's a great setup but it's like too good it's like the be- it's like the pilot episode of a tv show being undeniably the best episode and everything else <laughs> like, mm-hmm. or you go see a trailer for a movie and you're like oh my god that sounds amazing and the rest of the movie is just like hey yep you saw all these jokes, and the rest of the movie's meh. <laughs> uh, great. I think that's all I've uh, all I've got to say about Near Automata. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next month's barf backlog accomplishment with the respawn and friends for October is Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear. Atacon. I'm gonna smoke a cigarette. Play along with us. That's the full title of the game. That's the full. Yes. This is Holden's first time playing it. It's my. It is. I, I played it twice, but I, I always go back and I'm like, oh my god, I totally forgot this was part of the game, and 
I'm hoping that it gets me in a mood where I play through all of them again. Because I've been wanting to go back to five and four and three and two and one and Peace Walker and Ground Zeroes and all of them. Anyway, if you want to uh, play along with us, send us your thoughts. Great. If you want to vote on what we're playing for November and December, go to patreon.com slash respawnamefire. Give us one dollar or more and you can vote towards the middle of October. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, what's up? What you doing? You up?